0: KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria.
1: Good afternoon. My name is Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development here at AM630 KSLR. Thank you for listening to The Word in South Texas this program is called Church of the Week, and it's my pleasure to bring you a pastor from in and around San Antonio, because uh, our desire is uh, that you would be connected to the local community church. We so appreciate you listening to the Warden in South Texas here on this dial, AM 930, or if you're listening online at kslr.com. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. However, we want to make sure that we don't become uh, your daily bread. We want you to make sure that you're going and you're getting connected to the local community church, and so that's why we bring you several different churches from around the city every single weekend uh, and today in the studio we have pastor darren stewart pastor of grace community church here in uh, universal city pastor welcome to the studio
2: Thank you Mark. It's a pleasure to be here
1: good to have you and pastor we just want to get to know you uh, it's the first time that you and I get to meet so this is great because I get yep. to ask you a bunch of questions about yourself and and uh, we have a bunch of folks that are listening into our conversation uh, we just want to get to know you want to get to know a little bit more about the church kind of you know your story the, the ministry that kind of thing so let's start out with you okay um, yeah, go ahead tell us all about yourself
2: <laughs> oh well thanks Mike I'm uh, it is a pleasure to be here and uh, my story is um, Uh, kind of a, I guess, interesting one in some respects in that I uh, am from uh, south of the border and uh, way south, the south of the equator actually. Uh, (laughs) I originally am from Australia. I was born and raised there the first uh, 28 years of my life and uh, have been in this country ever since. Um, Grew up, a little background, uh, grew up in a home that was uh, decidedly um, against any... Uh, faith, any belief, spiritual belief, no matter what. Wow. Uh, not just Christianity, it didn't didn't really matter. We were very uh, brought up to be atheistic and we were atheists. I got uh, two younger brothers and they were s- brought up the same way and unfortunately are still the same way. Hmm. Uh, so we were brought up to pretty much depend on ourselves and put ourselves as number one. And uh, so after years of putting myself in first place and realizing that Uh, I did not have the character I needed to have to move forward in this life. Uh, I came to a crashing and thunderous fall. (laughs) And uh, what I mean by that is I had been struggling with uh, uh, multiple addictions, uh, drugs, alcohol, and uh, tried to stop, couldn't, and uh, realized that uh, my own willpower just wasn't going to be sufficient. So that began a journey of uh, seeking out different faiths. Uh, I really was a blank slate. So I looked at different religious beliefs. I looked at Buddhism, Islam, uh, and of course Christianity. And I just could not believe that nobody had told me this before. Uh, as I said, I grew up in Australia, and and the people I surrounded myself with and my family and my extended relatives, none of them believed to the best of my knowledge. So I never really heard it until I investigated it for myself. And uh, I was just absolutely blown away by uh, the evidence, the truth claims um, of who Jesus is and was and what he did and why he did it. Uh, and so I started to believe in Christianity. Um, so it was just an amazing journey to find that because uh, it was only through um, that salvation that uh, I ended up uh,
1: getting sober and getting clean. And so, so if you weren't able to find mm-hmm. that peace or the answer mm-hmm. in in the addictions that you you say alcohol, uh, drugs, and now you're on. you're you're on this journey you're seeking to find truth you're seeking to find something that's going to fill that void how do you how do you conclude that the answer was Jesus why not in Buddhism why not in Mm -hmm. another form of religion what leads you to that place that says Jesus is the answer well actually
2: Jesus himself is what led me there in a sense that uh, he was the only one that claimed Mm. to be the answer Uh, at least in the research I did Um, and just hearing some testimonies from other believers who I did come into contact with and just learning uh, more about the Bible and what it said uh, and what Jesus claimed, Uh, and then you stack that up against some of the claims of these other world religions and faith systems, and there's really, from my perspective, no comparison. I think uh, the truth of who Jesus was, when you look at it from a historical perspective, when you look at the evidence surrounding Christianity that was not Christian, uh, at the time, uh, you know, some of the Jewish writings and some of the Roman writings, uh, the evidence to me was just overwhelming. Mm. It just from a factual basis, uh, an evidential basis. Um, so uh, as, I, as I dug deeper and deeper into this, I, I just became increasingly convinced that, you know, for me – uh, not to believe was, in fact, there's a book out there that says uh, it takes more faith to be an atheist. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, and, and uh, that was absolutely true with me. I thought uh, it's going to take more faith for me not to believe in this yeah. than, than what it will to believe in it. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how I came to that understanding. And um, yeah, it was a very interesting journey.
1: So on your own personal role, road to Damascus here, mm-hmm. per se, can you take us through that transition? What what happened? How did you yeah. say, you know what, I'm flipping the switch. I'm no longer gonna be labeled an atheist. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a Christian.
2: Yeah, well, actually that's a good question. I um, It was a, quite a long process from me of the start of the investigation into Christianity uh, to me actually saying, this is really what I want to dedicate my life towards. Um, Internally, I know the spirit was doing something. Uh, externally, I was hesitant to voice it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a uh, field that was um, pretty rough, my, my previous occupation, and uh, pretty rough and ready bunch of guys I was working with and around, and uh, and so I was a little hesitant. Uh, you know, I was a little fearful, to be honest, yeah. to put that out there. Um, but I started going to church. And it was amazing, I would, I would not actually hear or retain much of what the pastor was saying when we went to church, my wife and I. What got me initially when I actually went to church was the music. Hmm. The music just was speaking to me in ways that i never had before, uh, no matter what the genre was. And uh, I would go to church and I would sit in the back with my wife and the music would start playing and I'd start to cry. And I'm going, what's going on? (laughs) I mean, uh, I don't want to be one of those guys who's crying all the time. And I was crying all the time. And so every Sunday I would walk into the church and I would say to myself, I am not going to cry this time. And pretty much every Sunday for, I want to say, about six months almost, I would go in there and they would start the music and I'd start to cry. And, And what I realized was happening, Mark, is that the Spirit was just kind of Leading me, but breaking me down to, yeah. you know, letting me, leading me towards dropping that guard, dropping those barriers, uh, and honestly dropping uh, my, um, I guess, fear of what others may think of me.
1: Hmm.
2: Uh, and really, that's the process he took me through. And once, you know, and again, I'm saying this is over a six-months-to-a-year process. Uh, towards the end of that, I really, I believe, came out on the other side of it a... Um, uh, let's just say more vocal mm-hmm. and more active in my faith not just
1: internalizing it how can you help somebody today that is at that place where they have mm-hmm. received christ as their lord and savior they've come to the reality that jesus is their lord yet they're fearful of what their family is going to say what their spouse is going to say what their coworkers are going to say because of this transition this yeah. transformation that has happened in their life how can mm. you help somebody out based yeah. on your experience
2: yeah great question uh I think the best thing is to uh, know that Jesus never will desert you and, and knowing that at the very core of who you are because I think we, we often fear rejection. When people, uh, we fear people really knowing us. We fear people really knowing who we are. Mm. And I think many of us suffer appro- with approval addiction And I think one of the reasons why we suffer with that is because our identity is in what they think of us rather than in Christ. And I think what I would say to those who are in that situation right now is however you choose to do it, cry out to Christ, call on the Holy Spirit if you're a believer within you, to give you the strength to step out into the... um, family dynamic or work dynamic whatever it might be and and say look you know what this is where I'm at this is who I am and I'm good with that because I know I'm loved and I want you guys to know that it's my faith that is causing me to get beyond where I'm at right now yeah not somebody's opinion of me Uh, and I, I think that's Maybe uh, not that specific, perhaps, for depending on the situation, but I do think, though, we have to get past this, this approval addiction that so many yeah. of us struggle with. And, and, and honestly, it's that approval addictions, addiction and identity crisis that many of us have that cause the addictions, that, that search for something that uh, never fills that void, that God-shaped hole that Pascal talked about. And, um, and so once you, you know, look for the right source... Yeah. And tap into the right source; that approval addiction, I think, really
1: starts to go away. And after having made that decision, mm-hmm. uh, did you ever have any second thoughts? Did you ever question your your this new journey, this new road that you've taken to know Jesus as your savior? Did you ever yeah. question and think, well, maybe, maybe this is not real? Uh,
2: honestly, I, I I can't say I, I've questioned that it's real or not. Uh, Thankfully, I I haven't struggled with that. Um, Where I've struggled more, perhaps, as as I've gone further and delved further into. Um, theology and doctrine and things like that is some of the differences in, in different denominations and theo- you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that would take a long time to
0: explain. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Yeah, we're bringing all kinds of people here and have all kinds of <laughs> That's debate right. and, yeah. yeah Well, you've
1: been listening to Pastor Darren Stewart. He's a pastor at Grace Community Church located at 701 Kitty Hawk Road in uh, Universal City. That's over on the northeast side of San Antonio. Um zip code 78148 you can call and get some information about the church at 210 8200 and of course you can always go online at grace-sa.org to find out more information if you'd like to join uh, them for service services are at 9.30am and 11.15am every Sunday be glad to have you and receive you there Pastor. Talk to us about uh, your journey here to the United States. How did that happen? Mm-hmm. And, and now you're, you're pastoring this, this church. Yeah. Uh, take us through that. Well, I first
2: came out to the country, uh, I believe it was in '85 uh, as an exchange student. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came in, uh, to the uh, thriving metropolis of Castroville. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was a great town uh, Beautiful little town, although it's getting bigger. How do you end up um, in Castro? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, it, it was uh, the exchange student organization um, basically gave me a selection of three countries, but I could not choose which country they would choose for me. I had a selection of three. They chose the country, but I could not choose where in the country. Mm. Uh, so this is in 1985, and I was a high school uh, junior at that time. And, uh, you know, technology isn't what it is. You know, it was a little different back then. The internet yeah. was, gosh, I do not even know if it was going then. Mm. Um, so the only real information I had about America, honestly, was what I saw on TV. <clears throat> we didn't really learn that much about America in school. So, you know, I had a, probably a bit of a false perception in a lot <laughs> of ways about... <laughs> Watching too much Hollywood. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so... <laughs> Uh, I was thinking I was going to come to big, big town over here, you know, a big major city, and, and I come to Castroville, which uh, in many ways was a blessing in disguise because a lot of the, where I grew up in Australia was very small town, mm-hmm. you know, very small town. In fact, one of the schools I went to had uh, 30 students in it from kindergarten to sixth grade. That was the total. So I was used to living out in the, in the sticks, in some mm-hmm. cases in the outback regions, uh, so for me to go to a major city probably would have been a major a culture shock. shock. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's why I think in their wisdom the
1: exchange student organization yeah. chose Castroville.
2: And, and it wasn't a bad
1: fit. Mm-hmm. And at what point do you decide or do you have this, you hear this calling or you recognize this calling that you're, you're, going, you're called into ministry?
2: Yeah, that wasn't until quite a bit longer. Uh, after I had uh, come out in '85. I went back uh, to Australia and then came back again, uh, I want to say about seven years later. And it was during that time uh, where I realized through my addictions and and so forth that uh, I couldn't do it on my own. And uh, that's when I started the the search. And so I would say it was probably, uh, I want to say about maybe five years or so after uh, I gave my life to Christ that uh, I, I sensed a call and and honestly, uh, I tried to ignore it. Mm. Um, I thought, "Who, who am I <laughs> to want to aspire to be a pastor and to uh, you know take on the responsibilities of a shepherd and so forth?" Uh, and so I'd been kind of harboring this uh, little uh, this calling that I had, and then somebody. Actually called me out on it and said, "I see this in you," and uh, and that kind of opened up a bit of a door just in my own heart, my own thinking about well, you know, maybe I I just really need to dive into this and and stop, you know, being scared.
1: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, do you end up immediately here in San Antonio and take on this church? No, this uh,
2: I. The church that I got saved in and baptized in is the church that I am now uh, very honored to lead. Wow! So, uh, I've, so total combined years, how long you been there? Uh, I have been there about, uh, I want to say eight. I'd be, uh, be close to nineteen years. Wow! Yeah, in different capacities, yeah. you know, as a as a member, yeah. and uh, and then as a, I just kind of come up through leadership in yeah. the church in the local church and. Uh, and being raised up through the local church. And you've been the pastor there now how long? Uh, I've been, in total years, I've been a pastor there now for about, I want to say seven, eight years, mm-hmm. and uh, lead pastor there for about uh, four or five.
1: Yeah, so, so Grace Community Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us, uh, you talked a little bit about the difference in different theology and things yeah, like that, but yeah. tell us about the Grace Community Church. Yeah. Sure.
2: Uh, Well, Grace Community Churches, we're affiliated and we're a part of an association of what's called the Great Commission Churches. And the Great Commission Churches actually got started back in the 70s as a combination, uh, interesting combination of of two gentlemen, who uh, one was uh, coming out of uh, Campus Crusade and another was uh, Plymouth Brethren, which you don't hear too much of anymore. Uh, And they got together and said, we want to reach college campuses And so what they did is that was their focus, was reaching college campuses and they uh, have been quite successful at it on the campus. Uh, And so what's come out of that is obviously the students who have been involved in the college campuses have grown up and are looking for community churches. And so Grace Community Church was actually uh, a result of a plant that was uh, from Ohio that planted to Houston and then Houston planted to Lubbock and then Lubbock planted to uh, San Antonio and well, in Universal City with Grace Community Church Mm -hmm. and so we uh, we've been uh, in that location now uh, since and I could be wrong on my date here but I think since the uh, late 80s early 90s in Universal City
1: you have a lot of military coming
2: in and out, or is we do a lot of the- We do. We love the military. It's it's one of those things where the military folks, man, they they come in and they jump in and they serve and they're just. Yeah. Uh, it's just such a blessing to have them, but then they leave, and it's like yeah. oh.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Next, yeah I know, I know So, so we the average stay, A couple of years?
2: Yeah, a couple of years You know, some a little longer yeah. uh, You know, we've been fortunate to have You know, quite a few retire here yeah. uh, Which has been great And, uh, and they're, they're such solid folks yeah. in, in so many different ways uh, And so, which makes it harder when they leave yeah. You know, but uh, yeah We yeah. have a, we're very close to Randolph Air Force Base mm-hmm. So we have quite a few folks from Randolph
1: and, and Fort Sam Yeah, so we got a lot of folks that, um, as I understand, that are listening to um, the radio station here, mm-hmm. love to um, listen to the word, but aren't necessarily connected in the local community church. So, in order for them to know more about, uh, or in order for them to come by mm-hmm. um, and just kind of maybe kick the tires around a little bit, per se, mm-hmm. um, tell us about the culture of the church. Tell us about, you know, what's the Sunday morning experience like?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, no problem. We. Uh, I would say that we're uh, pretty laid back yeah. in our approach. I'd say um, casual would be an accurate term as far as um, when you walk in. I think uh, we're known throughout, uh, I believe, Universal City and the local as being a very friendly church, very welcoming church, which is something that, uh, quite frankly, we're proud of because we want people to know that uh, they're welcomed and, and loved when they come in the door. Um, we've had folks who come to church uh in suit and tie and and at the same time they can come in shorts and flip flops if that's what they choose to do. Mm-hmm. Um, typically our services run uh, anywhere from uh, you know about an hour to an hour and five hour and ten minutes, depending on the topic.
1: Five <laughs> hour and ten minutes? Is that what we said? No, no. Oh, oh gosh no. <laughs> an hour and five. An hour yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Sixty five minutes to about, you know, seventy <laughs> minutes or so. And uh, and we primarily uh, preach topically yeah. through series. Uh, and, you know, we are very – most of our messages are very challenging to people. We, we want to give them application. We want to make sure there's accountability. We don't want it to be, uh, you know, just feed me but not exercise on the knowledge. Right. And, uh, and really what we strive not to be is a, you know um, – unhealthy church in the sense of uh we want to make sure we're applying what we're teaching and yeah. and so that's really what you'll expect when you come in uh, we've got a fantastic uh worship pastor and uh most of the music is um more contemporary uh, mm-hmm. and we definitely still do some hymns but sometimes we'll contemporize them too sure um and we we're Preach on a very broad range of subjects. We uh, address social issues. Uh, we, you know, try to find where the word applies to what's going on in the world today. Mm. Uh, so it is applicable to people where they're at, yeah. uh, not something that's just kind of some theoretical academic thing that's off in the distance,
1: right? Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much what we expected when you come into the, into the church. And, and then outside of Sunday morning services, you have different events. Like here recently you had a uh, live simulcast with Beth Moore. You mm-hmm. had Sean McDonald. Yeah. Uh, why do those types of things? Yeah.
2: Well, because we want people to know, in, in particular uh, with some of the, the concerts we've uh, brought in and so forth, um, we want people to know that we welcome you. You know, whether it's an event, whether it's hearing the testimony of a Christian artist, whether it's hearing a Beth Moore or somebody like that, um, we want folks to know in the area and surrounding areas that uh, we're here to serve them and serve the community. Uh, and it's an avenue because I think some of those things are great tools to invite others mm-hmm. who um, maybe don't have a relationship with Christ. And a concert may be that that invite that opens the door that maybe they feel is a little bit less threatening. And uh, and they walk into a church that is is definitely not traditional, what they might have expected. Yeah. And uh, and if there were anything like me that had a lot of misconceptions about what church is or was, then hopefully we can help uh, you know, put them on the
1: right path. <laughs> well, now you've been here at Grace Community Church uh, almost a couple of decades. Mm-hmm. Um, What do you see in the future? Are you continuing to dig your roots here in in the San Antonio area, or do you think God will take you back to Australia or going somewhere else? What do you think? Wow,
2: you know, well, I haven't spoken to my co-pastors about this, so I'm not going to answer that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. no, just pretend no one's listening. That's right.
2: No, um, right now I, I see in the foreseeable future that uh, I'll be I'll be at Grace. My wife and I, uh, we love the folks there. We love the team that God's brought around us, and uh, you know we're a, a very unified group of people. And it's just a blessing to be able to serve and and minister in that environment. Yeah. Um, so as of now, no, uh, I, I I don't see us uh, heading back to Australia long term. Although we are. Uh, heading back uh, myself and one of my co-pastors, Pastor Nacho, to do some training for some Australian churches uh, in Sydney and Melbourne. Mm. Um, So that's uh, going to be a good trip, and hopefully I'll be able to catch up with some family and share the gospel with them again, Mm. and uh, hopefully uh, God can soften their heart. And so, yeah, if uh, anyone's out there listening, pray for my family because they're all unsaved, Mm. and uh, I would love to be able to
1: uh, know that I'll see them again. Uh, beyond this world. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we all need, definitely need to continue to pray for mm-hmm. those that uh, that need to know Christ as their Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Any closing comments, Pastor, as we get ready to close out our, our time together here? Yeah, I would just uh, say to those listening, uh, you know,
2: it seems as though increasingly we're involved in a society and culture that seems to be going the opposite direction from. Christ's teachings. And mm. I would just say, try not to be too discouraged by that. Uh, I think there's always hope in, in who Christ is and what he's called us to. And even though it may seem at times overwhelming, uh, what whether it's a family situation or work situation, school situation, uh, I just pray that you continue to lean hard and heavy into who Christ is and what he wants to do in your life. And that's going to give you the, the, the strength to get through some of these uh, times, which are concerning, no doubt, uh,
1: but not hopeless, that's for sure. Thank you, Pastor, for joining us today. We appreciate you, appreciate your time, and we pray blessings over you, your family, and Grace Community Church. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Thanks for being here. And thank you for joining us here on AM 630 KSLR. Continue tuning in to some great word across the uh, airwaves here on KSLR 630 on your AM dial and, of course, online at KSLR.com. Don't forget, if you haven't downloaded the app, do so by going to your app store, look for KSLR, download it, where you can hear 24 hours a day. Good, solid teaching from the Word of God. God bless you. Have a great rest of your weekend.
0: Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com.